the concept of number retirements and all of that in sports leagues has always been kind of dumb. None of it really matters to a hell of beans. It's the, the, the metrics used for, uh, there's no standard metric for retiring numbers. It's arbitrary based on political will at the time. And it's always been a bit nebulous. I mean, you could make a very good argument that Dikembe Mutombo probably shouldn't have his number retired in Denver, but he does because of his, first of all, his historic impact with the, as the probably the sole representative of the uh, Nuggets in 1994 in the rafters, and because he had a very long career, and a lot of that really great moments that he had in his career were in Denver, even though he was only here five years. Fat Lever was only in Denver for six. And despite him setting a bunch of triple-double records for the Denver Nuggets, um, it wasn't particularly standout. He was, he, but he was in the golden era of the 80s Nuggets. He, along with undisputed Hall of Famer Alex English, is in the rafters. Lever and Matumbo are probably the ones that are the most, and uh, Byron Beck, are probably the most on the fringe of arguments. But there's never really any solid reason, and there never really is any solid basis for retiring numbers. It is up to the political will of the time within whoever wants their number retired, uh, what you know, what happens, whether you, whether you want uh, a particular person or an era represented by one person is generally how it ends up. Um, for example, there was no reason for Dan Reeves to not have his uh, name in the Ring of Fame in, in the uh, the Broncos Stadium, uh, you know, 22 years after he left Denver and uh, I think 12 years after he had retired from coaching. It was, it was nonsensical. Same thing with Mike Shanahan. Mike Shanahan shouldn't have taken him his long, but his was about five years after he was no longer coaching. The political will at the time dic dictates who gets in. It is whoever has the favor and whoever has the uh, impetus and narrative behind them within that chosen organization. But by and large, it's stupid. It always has been stupid. Uh, you can put a name in a rafter without retiring a number. You can honor someone without having to put designate their number off limits. And this brings us to the current debate at the time, and something that if you've been listening to CSG for the last several years, you would have already known, that Carmelo Anthony has been uh, upset that the Nuggets have given away his number. Um, twice, as it turns out, but one only one he acknowledges, and they'll get into that in the second half. Um, I think I think what I would like to narrow down on here is the history and the timeline of this, because people, because of the Nuggets' recent success, have completely memory hold the trajectory and of the organization and the way things were handled in the five six years post Mellow Trade, which was February of two thousand eleven. Carmelo Anthony, uh, by the time he was traded from Denver was undoubtedly a top three nugget. Um, it just indisputably in terms of statistics and overall team success, because they made the playoffs every year he was here. Plus he was here seven and a half years, which if you look back on it has, is more than 
the Kembe Mutombo, as I said, is more than uh, Fat Lever. And uh, it's just under guys like uh, Byron Beck, who is in Denver for 10. Um, there is just a, there is a, it, once again, coming back to the arbitrariness of the, of the thing. But his mellow significance in Denver has been memory hold because of his departure. Some of it I understand. Some of it I don't. Honestly, it, some of it is just stupid pettiness by fans. But fans are allowed to be stupid and petty. I'm not going to tell anyone that they can't. Because a fan's reaction is based on not whole picture knowledge. Fan's reaction is based on what they perceive and what they see. And you are you are allowed to feel whatever the way you want to feel about a certain player, regardless of the circumstance or all of the context therein. There is a lot of, uh, um, you know, the, the, the fans in a lot of ways dictate how a player gets honored. Um and in the second half, I'll be addressing that too, and the whole long-standing "why hasn't Melo come to Denver" thing. Um, there, but addressing the base complaint by Carmelo Anthony, yes, it's dumb. Yes, it's petty. Yes, it's completely ahistorical. Um, the the, but we need to examine the five years post Carmelo Anthony that Denver was going through particularly when it comes to Stan and Josh Kroenke. Um, during the melodrama, there was a famous incident where Chris Paul basically said, we are going to be teaming up uh, at a wedding toast in the presence of just Stan and Josh Kroenke. This is well known. This is not, none of this is not documented. There was a lot of people there who said the same thing because they were shocked at what happened. Um, anyone who is, uh, was around at the time and I was, uh, remembers this vividly. And in the back of my mind, uh, maybe I should have put more, uh, impetus on it, but I thought, well, this is, this is just friends being friends. But I think in the grand scheme of things, that moment might have, uh, instigated more pettiness than I think a star player asking out deserved. I think that that part is something that I think has festered. And a lot of things in the Carmelo Anthony Denver Nuggets landscape has festered. There's a quote that, you know, if you would think about it, um, 7 p.m. in Brooklyn is Carmelo Anthony's podcast. And he talked about it on this podcast, and it was a stupid quote for a stupid situation, completely ignoring the fact that Anthony Randolph was given the number prior to Nikola Jokic having the number. There is definite pettiness involved with this, and I think Nuggets fans have kind of, kind of um, wished that away. I mean, it's okay to acknowledge that the Nuggets were being petty. Um, giving it to the likes of Anthony Randolph is definitely more of an insult than giving it to Nikola Jokic. And if I'm Carmelo, if I'm someone who is talking to Carmelo Anthony, I'm a little more proud that they gave it to someone like Nikola Jokic, who ends up being a first ballot Hall of Fame all-time Nugget, the best Nugget of all time. Then I am Anthony freaking Randolph, the founder of the Anthony Randolph principle, which is to reiterate, if this person is your leading scorer, your team has lost the game. Okay. So, so that is, that is the, the, um, you know, part of this scenario coming back to Melo's podcast. 
their full quote of it was, um, and I think I encourage everyone to either go listen to the podcast if you can stomach it, which I don't blame you if you're a Nuggets fan, you don't want to listen to that stuff. Um, the full quote is illuminating in a very, very specific way. Mello is very right that he kind of avoided commenting on a lot of different things. He's talked about his perception of the way things went down, but he's largely avoided personal insults towards the fans, despite the fact that he has been booed every time he's come back to Denver. Back in 2021, when the Blazers played the Nuggets in the playoffs, um, anyone who was paying attention at the time could tell Mello was upset. And him getting booed in game one, in 2021 really bugged him and it bugged him in a way that I don't, I don't think people fully realized. Um, after the game, he talked about how it was because I think that was the first time he had played in Denver since he was with Oklahoma city, um, which was back in 2018, I think, and he had taken a year off and ended up back at the Blazers coming off the bench. And he was surprised. And I will be honest with you, I was surprised that it was still, people were still booing him that long after the deal, which was by that point, 10 years. Um, I think that, I think that you could tell at that point, but there was another thing that bothered Mello. And if anyone who is an NBA insider will tell you that Carmelo Anthony was really bugged by the number situation. And then game, I think it was either game, I think it was game two. Carmelo Anthony gave Nikola Jokic a big flagrant foul shove on a screen. And that was a moment that I remembered. I, I remembered the circumstances of it, and I remembered Mello's reaction to it. And, and if you go to YouTube, you can see the clip. And you can, you can see the context that it occurred in. And I believe that there is a, a lot of things that Nuggets fans have deliberately, mem I'm going to use the word again, memory hold, that they probably should have been paying attention to this entire time. Coming back to the first five years after the Mellow trade, um, it was very clear that the Nuggets struggled with trying to come to terms with the fact that a superstar, and Mello was a superstar reputationally, maybe not play-wide, but reputationally he was a superstar, um, asking out of town and the effect it had on the psyche of not only Nuggets fans, but the team. And the Nuggets' response to that, along with the subsequent firing of George Carl two years later, which is another ongoing thing, the Nuggets have, have struggled with not being petty in return. And some of that was not honoring Mello when he came back. Um, some of that was this last year when when they didn't bother to honor the 0809 team when they're doing these big retrospectives prior to the playoffs. There was a lot of that that people, it is like under the radar stuff that gets noticed, but it's not heavy enough for people to really pay attention to. 
But in the first five years, the Nuggets wanted nothing to do with this and were clearly very angry still at Carmelo Anthony, despite the fact that the Nuggets came out better in the Carmelo Anthony trade. It was there. And I think a lot of that is can be traced back to the ownership of this team taking it personally. Okay. And the Nuggets' behavior in the first five years was to almost pretend like nothing happened um, between 2003 and 2011. And I think that began this festering wound that will not go away. There, and, and people can say that they have moved on with Nikola Jokic and what the Nuggets have done. Fuckers, you are are completely lying because the reactions to Melo saying this were far too angry for people to make that judgment. This has been a festering wound where both sides have been just petty as crap. I should stop swearing on this podcast. And that has manifested in lingering fan anger after 13 years since the trade. In next month, it'll be 13 years since Carmelo Anthony was traded. And that lingering anger shouldn't still be there after almost a decade and a half. And it is, it is the fault of Carmelo and the fault of the Denver Nuggets that this has not been allowed to, to, to be healed. We do not... We do not give ourselves time to be just forgive and forget and move on. People say Mello hasn't moved on and this is bad. And then I, I agree with him. But the reaction to Mello making these comments was far too angry and far too invested for people to make the argument that they aren't still so upset about this and that they have moved on. There's a lot of sides that are very specifically responsible for perpetuating this for going on for so long. And it's, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. There's no reason, no reason for dumb resentment to still be happening. Who gives a flying fuck about the number? You know, one of the things this year that's happened this year is the Denver Nuggets have not spent an ounce of time, even in an arena or anything like that, acknowledging the fact that this is the 30th anniversary of the 1994 Nuggets team. Not one. You don't have to have a ceremony. Just acknowledge it in arena. You don't have to have a ceremony. Maybe put something on altitude about it. Nothing. It's little things like that that go a long way and it go a long way to healing wounds. The Nuggets have deliberately avoided that. They have pretended that a large gap of time hasn't existed for far too long after so many years. It's been 15 years since the 09 Western Conference Finals team. 15 years. There's no reason for this. In the second half of the podcast, I'm going to talk about Mello's part in this. And I'm going to talk about how we need to uh, maybe take all of us collectively from the Nuggets, Mello, and uh, the organization. Need to take a look in the mirror and maybe decide that the best thing is to heal this relationship. We'll deal with that in the second half of the podcast. I, I don't know what the statute of limitations is for 
grudge holding. And I've I've addressed this before in another podcast, and I'm not I'm not going to go over that again. I don't know what the statute of limitations is. Once again, fans have are allowed to feel the way they want they feel, but this has been helped along by the fact that Carmelo Anthony and somebody he made some comments about New York being his home. He invested himself in New York. He was let me tell you all something. Melo was always a East Coast guy, much like LeBron's always been a Midwest guy okay there's just some players identify with that they they it, it's okay you don't have to come to uh, um, the city where you work and embrace it and that certainly didn't happen with Mello. one of the things that Mello has done is kind of diminish his role in denver and one of the things that i've always thought about Mello is that he can't really fully invest himself in what in in accepting that what he did in Denver success wise was far better than anything he did afterwards and this is something that has clearly always bugged him and it has led him to diminish his time in Denver Mello has played a, a significant role in diminishing himself in Denver it is it is his responsibility sometimes to acknowledge that he only made the playoffs a handful of times after he left and only left the first round once. I mean, that's, that's, there's a trend here, Mello. All right. The, the, the number thing is bullshit. The number thing is complete bullshit. I don't even think players actually care about this sort of thing, but they want the team that they were associated with to honor them. The Knicks have cultivated that relationship and that has gone a long way to Mello being associated with the New York Knicks. The Nuggets have basically ignored Mello. And I'm going to, that, that part is on the Nuggets and I'll address that at the very end. But as far as Mello goes, I mean, if you go on a podcast with Adrian Wojnarowski a couple of years ago and say he's, you're going to go into the Hall of Fame as a New York Knick, even though they don't designate it's not like this isn't the uh, baseball Hall of Fame. You don't go in designating a team. This is you are going in based on your basketball accomplishments. And Melo's um, Olympic accomplishments are are significant and heavy, and far outweigh probably any of his NBA accomplishments. Those are the facts. That's why Melo will go into the Hall of Fame. But Melo has spent a lot of time basically dismissing his time in Denver. That's on Mello, man. And then and then he, people have taken things personally. On the Denver side, Mello until very recently in this last podcast has never gone to, to never let in about how much he was being booed. I mean, other than yeah, like 2 years ago when he was with Portland and they came in or 3 years ago now when he came in with Portland. Um he never let on how much it bugged him, but it certainly bugged him that day. And I think that I think that that has caused him to respond in turn. This is stupid. The whole thing is stupid. So I think I think in the long run, Carmelo Anthony did himself damage. Now, the stories that came out about Lala, his wife, I think were regardless of how quote-unquote true they were to what extent i thought i've always thought and i said it at the time it was way overblown um the fact that those stories got out there hurt mellow to a great extent here in denver i don't know why 
Who, who the hell cares if your wife wants to be in another place? If, if his wife wants to be in another place, who cares? Why, why does that bug you? Just, just leave it alone, people. Um, people are allowed to make decisions within the confines of their own marriage. That has nothing to do with us to stop this. But a lot of the damage was done in the lead up in the melodrama. And this is something that people need to understand. This would be a lot in this relationship would be a lot different if Mello was traded prior to the season. Like he wanted to be. Mello wasn't. There was a, from the off season into February, it was a six month, just absolutely misery inducing process where Masai Ujiri was trying to extract as much as he could by using the New Jersey and then New Jersey Nets as leverage against the New York Knicks. That's exactly what happened. And that's exactly why it went to the trade deadline. And I think people got personally affected by this. And the more stuff happened, the more personally offended people, specifically fans, became. That has nothing to do with actual fans. It has everything to do with the process of someone getting traded. It became public in the offseason. And it maintained its public stance until the very end in February of 2011. Imagine what that does to the psyche of the fan, right? And the Nuggets kind of erasing a large part of their history by refusing to really properly honor Carmelo Anthony, even after he retired, other than a tweet, is on the Nuggets. That's on the Nuggets. They chose to do that. Now, let me address the going to a game thing. Just just based on the last time Carmelo Anthony was there. Game, what was it? It was the Portland series. So, I was thinking, what was it? Game two was his last game in Denver. Well, not his last game in Denver, but, you know, based on that experience and then the, the next year and then coming in. But, you know, that's the one that lingers. The, the moment in the playoffs is the one that lingers. Imagine you're Carmelo Anthony and people are complaining that you don't show up. Well, why would you do that if your last ex really memorable experience in the city where you spent almost eight years was people booing you? Well, why would you come? Why would you, why would you be there? And then on the same side, why would you go if the organization hasn't said, please come? I, I just, I mean, people are making assumptions that they don't, they, they can't, they can't make here. There's a lot of different factors here. And it's going to take a long, long, long time for this relationship to heal. Fans don't want it to heal. They want to keep this on. The organization just won a title. Um, so they obviously could care less about it. And Carmelo Anthony very clearly is still very upset about it. And if you listen to the full quote of it on his podcast, he's very pissed and it still clearly bugs him a lot, right or wrongly. That's clearly the emotion that came, it came across then. There's a lot of stuff happening here, folks, that, that under the surface, I just don't know how this bridge gets healed. I just, I just don't, it's going to take, 
one person, either Carmelo or the Nuggets, being a bigger person. And I tell you what, y'all who are saying that you don't care about it, you are completely bullshitting. You do care about it. Otherwise, the reaction to Melo's comment on Twitter and in other places wouldn't have been as angry as it was. Right? And also, we can acknowledge that the Nuggets and the way they reacted to the Mellow trade and everything that came after it has perpetuated this thing and has made it linger and has made it worse among fans. And I think and no one comes out of this looking good. And, and, and to address Carmelo Anthony, Mellow, you in your memory wholeness and the bubble that you have lived in for a very long time, a bubble of your own making led to him being washing out in Houston and not playing for a year until he accepted the fact that he wasn't the player that he used to be. Actually, he washed out in Oklahoma city, then washed out and completely in Houston until he recognized that he needed to adapt his game and became a different player when he went to Portland. Um, and then subsequently that year for the, with the Lakers. Okay. That was Carmelo Anthony being um, learning, okay? But Melo still lived in a bubble, a bubble of his own making. Melo made this. Melo chose to not understand that Anthony Randolph had his number back in 2012. Melo chose not to really acknowledge that Jokic had his number until they came into a playoff game against Portland. Melo's bubble didn't include Denver. Melo's bubble is of his own making, and Melo contributed to the way he is perceived. And until Carmelo Anthony understands the role he played and why fans boo him, and which you could tell is something that really upset him in 2001 or 2021, and the number thing, which has upset him for years, then what, do you, what, what, and what can anyone do for him? We are at a mutual petty, petty off between an organization and Carmelo Anthony. And it's stupid. Can I just, if, if anyone in the organization is listening to this, and I doubt you are, this is stupid. The stupidity of it is, is degrading to the legacy of the guy who was not solely but significantly responsible of lifting you out of the worst period of basketball you have ever seen. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being naive, naive, but it, I, I, it's eventually it'll happen, but it's going to take a long, long, long time. And it's just pathetic. It's pathetic and sad. It doesn't need to be this way. It didn't need to be this way, and it didn't need to come to this. All right, thank you all for joining me on the latest Morecast. I'll be back soon with another episode.